Welcome to the Supplier Diversity Podcast Series, hosted with Sip and Paul Harvey, who's Head of Global Procurement Operations and Infrastructure at Marshall McLennan Companies. Paul's an experienced senior procurement executive who's had a varied career across manufacturing, financial services, and consulting roles over 30 years. I had the pleasure of meeting Paul at a recent SIPS and MSD UK launch event for the joint paper that you can see on screen. On the day, Paul sat on a panel at the event and he discussed how he promotes and embeds the biodiversity at Marshall McLennan Companies. He also shared some of the opportunities and benefits that this has created, such as unlocking innovative solutions in the supply base and getting ahead of the competition through speed to market through um, some of these smaller, more agile suppliers. And this really resonated with me as by looking at supplier diversity a bit more strategically and creating opportunities for a more diverse and inclusive supply base. Um, you can access these ideas outside of the normal um, pool of suppliers. And there's some huge benefits that you can tap into there. So we thought by doing this podcast today, we can bring some of this to life for you. Um, so thank you so much, Paul, for taking the time to join us today. We do have some questions for you, because um, we're really keen to understand what supplier diversity really means to you. Thanks, Danielle. So, um, you know, I, I think supply diversity is a number of different things, but, but for, for me, it's about not just representing the communities that we serve as, uh, as clients within our, our respective businesses, um, but from a sourcing and procurement perspective, having access to, uh, to innovation, to new ideas, to new approaches, um, that we can use to either enhance or in certain circumstances replace our existing supply chain. So uh, it, it's about, you, you mentioned speed, speed to market and agility, um, but it's, it's, for me it's about access to new and creative ideas uh, within a supply base that perhaps typically a sourcing and procurement function would not have direct access to. Some good points there, definitely. And I think it's those ideas that kind of generate the future of the organization and where it's going. So innovation is really kind of a big driver for procurement. Um, and we talk about value a lot as well. So what would, what value has supplier diversity delivered to your organization kind of outside of the normal commercial um, benefits? So I think, um, one of the common traps, if that's the, the, the correct word, but you know, one of the common failings of um, supply diversity programs that I've seen or been involved in is that they, they tend to have a singular metric for success, which is you know, dollar value, because in, in sourcing and procurement, um, we are typically focused on financial value to the organization. And of course, that's one of our core deliverables to any business. Um, but I think, you know, having a, a, a robust supply diversity program in your organization has a, a bunch of other benefits for uh, not just the, the, the business that you serve, but also your own sourcing and procurement team. Um, we uh, in MMC have taken a very um, long term view on the evolution of supplier 
diversity in our business. Um, I would still say that as much as we do a number of different tranches in our program, um, we're, we're relatively embryonic um, in, in, in the things that we're doing. Uh, but, but for the team, you, you can be really quite um, creative in terms of developing skill sets within sourcing and procurement that perhaps typically uh, people haven't had the ability or the access to. So we um, have had mentoring programs where um, sourcing and procurement professionals within the team have worked with um, diverse vendors, entrepreneurs, and given them advice on how to deal with blue chips, how the sourcing and procurement process works. Um, it becomes quite a, a two-way learning initiative. Um, so it, it's, it's about having access to the vendor base as we talked about. It's about building robust, innovative supply-based solutions, both for now and the future. Um, but it's also about having uh, access for your teams to develop their broader business skills, their broader leadership skills in working and aiding vendors who perhaps um, are very new to market, um, may have some phenomenally great ideas and products and solutions that will be of value to us, but also aiding them along their journey in terms of development um, and success. Great, thank you, Paul. I think that that two-way part's really interesting in terms of learning from each other, because often it is quite different dealing with some of these blue-chip companies um, from a smaller supplier sense. And then similarly, from the procurement teams who are used to their current talent pool, having that platform to engage with the smaller suppliers. So, yes, I can see how that does potentially take a bit of time. Um, and you've had quite a lot of experience in this area in terms of setting that up and getting buy-in um, strategically in the business. So what would be your top tips then for embedding a supply diversity program um, for some of our members in their organisations? So certainly um, taking a long-term view, uh, having a strategy and an approach that works for your business. Um, you know, my, my kind of core pillars, if you like, would be to focus on building the infrastructure of your program. So think about um, your processes, um, where you see opportunities for um, new and agile solutions within your existing supply chain, how that works within your existing category strategies, um, and, and, and try and focus on areas that, that would be easy to uh, enable and, and have access for these vendors. Um, I think it's about embedding targets that, that work to drive the program. So as I mentioned before, that's not necessarily putting a, a dollar or a pound or a euro sign against the amount of um, money that you necessarily want to be spending on your supply or with your, your diverse vendors. It's uh, often it's about the approach. So um, you know, we've, we've played around with different targets as we've developed our, our own approach. Um, and some of the things that we've, we've put into play are perhaps um, targets of numbers of RFPs per year per category where diverse vendors are included. Um, maybe uh, ensuring that for every significant RFP 
within a certain category, um, we have at least one diverse vendor in that program. But then think beyond tier one, think about tier two, think about your, your own preferred um, master service providers, single source providers, and look at how you can influence through the agreements that you have with those companies, their own supply diverse uh, supply chain. Um, and, and look at the memberships that you can, and, and, and the, the knowledge that you can gain through the memberships with some of the, the bodies out there, MSD UK, uh, I would certainly recommend uh, conversing with if you're not already. Um, but, but access to their established vendor base and then understanding how those vendors can fit into your supply chain, as I say, either tier one or tier two. Um, and then in terms of driving success for you um, and, and that, that program of supply diversity, most businesses today have got established uh, diversity and inclusion activities um, in various parts of their business. And I would encourage you to have conversations with those bodies, with those, those groups and communities, and look at how you can leverage the work that they're already doing within the business to add to the narrative of supply diversity and ideally link the two. Because supply diversity and diversity and inclusion you know, are one and the same and they should all be part of the same approach and program. So leverage that. Um, and then finally, you know, I think most businesses are looking for agile, innovative solutions that get products, services, solutions to market in a quicker and more effective timeline. So again, leveraging the innovation narrative within your business and looking at how you can link your supplier diversity program into established uh, innovation forums or, uh, or workshops um, is, is certainly a, a key enabler to success or, or that's what I found in my, in my time in developing these programs. Thank you, Paul. You've clearly had quite a lot of experience over the last uh, eight to nine years, you said, at MMC. So um, we've got a lot to gain from your insights today and some useful advice for our members in terms of starting on their supply diversity programs and finding the right approach for them. I think that part was key from what you've just said there in terms of what works for them and where it could fit in their organisation. Um, and it is part and parcel of the big D&I agenda um, and procurement have the most influence on the supply chain. So it's a really great initiative to be involved in and engage in the right people. So we'd really encourage you to um, download the report that we did with MSC UK earlier this year, which is on screen on supplier diversity. In there, we've got further insights, tips, case studies. I think, Paul, you contributed to that as well. So that's available on the SIPS website. Um, and I just wanted to say thank you so much for your time today, Paul. Um, your passion for this and drive and um, what you've achieved so far is really very inspiring. So thank you for joining us today. And thank you for everyone for listening. Um, you can download the report on the SIPS website, and that is at sips.org forward slash supplier diversity.